these days that most of our storytellers spin their yarns through books or movies or song. Plain storytelling was becoming something of a lost art, but um, in many places around the world it's, it's getting to be a bit of a hit again. Margot Lightman is a master storyteller. She's from New York. She's a Grand Slam winner in The Moth and she's in Perth to train local storytellers who will take to the stage at the Blue Room Theatre this month with nothing but the truth and their own lives as material. Hi, Margot. Great Hi. to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for calling me a master storyteller. I know. It's good, isn't it? It's a good title. <laughs> I, I, I liked that I as would, well. I've never called myself that, but I'm, re- I'm ready to be called that. That I, sounds great. I think you should add that to your CV. I would love it, yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a bit confused because I thought truth always got in the way of a good story. No, I think the truth is more interesting than anything you can make up. I think everyone doesn't realise how interesting their lives are until you begin to talk about and remember all of these crazy things that have happened to you. I think lies are boring. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So how is this sort of storytelling? And I hear it's been making a bit of a comeback in New York for about five years, this particular form of storytelling. Mm -hmm. How is it different from sort of solo performances and and, uh, stand-up comedy? Well, in stand-up you do a bunch of jokes in in a set and you're not really telling – you could talk about 20 different things in your set. You could talk about home and family and travel and dating or whatever. And whereas in a storytelling show you tell one story about a specific incident for your entire set. Sounds terrifying. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's not. Uh, you're just yourself. Uh, I mean, I've had burlesque dancers say to me, wow, that was more terrifying than the first time I did burlesque. But for me, it's really much easier than I used to have a lot of stage fright when I did stand up. And with this, I feel very comfortable. Yeah. So how do you teach someone to be a good storyteller? Um, there are some people that are naturally just a good storyteller and that's great. Um, well, they're okay. You don't need to worry about them. What about the ones that are fairly ordinary? Yeah. Well, there's nobody that's ordinary because everybody has a story to tell. You just have, to, I do a lot of exercises to pull stories out of people or and do a lot of exercises to have them create stories. So that's the first thing is sort of gathering the material and then you teach them structure and then they either listen or to what you've said, or they think that they know how to do it better. And how do you deal with those sort of irritating people? Um, I try to say, well, this is this is the process, and please trust that it will work. And I, you know, I mean, I try not to let anyone do. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why someone's taking a class with me if they if, if they don't if trust. they're not open. Yeah, I mean, if you don't trust that I know what I'm talking about, we're a pretty bullshit yeah. lot in Australia, though. I found a little bit more. Um, uh, what's the word? You know, like pushing away to the this process here than in America. Like in America, they just blindly are like, okay, whatever you say. <laughs> and here people are like, I don't get why I have to do it like this. Where in America, everyone's like, whatever you say, I'm a robot, I'll do it. Do you know, you I say. noticed that, and this is sort of slightly <laughs> yeah. going off on a bit of a tangent, but I've got a, I've got a bit of a thing for the top model series, you know, America's top model. Oh, America's, yeah. I've seen Australia's top model. I was just watching Britain's top model, and I thought, gee, the, those British girls whinge something shocking and argue with everything. The American girls just yeah. are completely focused and they do everything they're, yes. they're everything they're told and they're just com- total guns and the Australians are somewhere in between. Yeah. So I wonder if I went to Britain that everyone would be like, yeah. you don't know she what doesn't you're know doing. She doesn't know what she's yeah. talking yeah. about. <laughs> so what are the elements of a good story? Uh, I, keeping it, I, I think less is more is a big, big thing that is very hard for people to understand. I think a lot of people think they have to include, if they're telling a story about a bad date, they have to include every detail of their dating history before they go on that date. And you don't. You have to include one or two sentences that summarize it and then get into the bad date and just talk about that. So that's a big thing is that I think less is more. It makes a good story. I think that if you're over the incident that happened and you're comfortable telling it, then that would be a, a great... It doesn't help if you burst into tears no. sort of midway. You no. think that or if you start yelling about 
about how mad you are and how, you know, uh, he, you know, I, I hope he's still single, you know, like things like that. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's funny, but otherwise it becomes a little bit like Awkward. therapy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I would say, I mean, the major thing is give it a beginning, a middle and an end. And uh, I heard some, uh, a great, great storyteller, Dan Kennedy once said, I've heard a lot of stories that are all middle. And I agree with that, you know, uh, that you kind of have to be able to wrap it up. You can't just go on with the middle. You have and, to be able to cut a long story short. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have some sort of conclusion at the end. You don't have to be heavy handed with that, but just let the audience know that it's over. Yeah. Who is, we're talking to Margot Lightman, if you've just joined us on Afternoons 20 Minutes to Two. Margot is a, a master storyteller <laughs> and she's in Perth to do a bit of storytelling and to train some, we'll get we'll get to this very shortly, train some of our, our local performers up in the art of storytelling at the Blue Room. Who tells, apart from yourself, of course, uh-huh. who tells an absolutely ripper story in, in your, people you've worked with? Or- in America? Oh, Tom Shalou is an American comedian who is brilliant. Um, I mean, he's, I've seen him start stories with a riddle, and then the story will make you figure out what that riddle was, what the solution to the riddle is in his life. It's amazing. I mean, he's brilliant. And everything that he tells, I, I, I can never forget. He's wonderful. And I've worked with him, and he's just brilliant. Um, he's one of my absolute favorites. I'd say uh, one of my – I mean, this is, I'm partial because he's a close friend of mine, but my dear friend Adam Wade is lovely. And everything he is just the ultimate underdog in everything he talks about. All of his stories end with him not getting the girl and not getting the part in the play and, and not getting not scoring the goal. And he's just the most uh, – he cares so much about this art form and he's given so much to it. And th- those are two amazing, amazing storytellers that I've been able to work with that come to mind right away. Yeah. So what's happening at the Blue Room with our, with our local master-to-be storyteller? <laughs> I don't know what it takes to be a master. It's not like karate when you get a black belt. But uh, uh, a, a book? A book? A what? Well, <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. Okay, well, i got to write that book. But um, I would say, what did you say? What is, what's happening in the classes? What's happening at the Blue Room? Yes. This is, now, this is on uh, tonight. It's sold yeah, out. Yeah, tonight it's completely sold out. Tonight, the first uh, group of students, we've broken the students. There's two classes of 13 in each class. And then we have a few extra people that did an intensive. So there's maybe about... Um, 30 or so people that we've broken into four shows uh, over the span of the next month or so that are uh, every uh, Thursday night, there's going to be a different group of people telling a story on stage. And that's it. They're not going to do stand-up. They're not using props. They're not using tech. It's just a story. Now, this is so confronting. I just find find this so confronting. So it's just, it it is just them, uh, their life, and it's got to be the truth. They can't even, can you embellish a little bit? I don't care if you say, you know, I, I... I, I, and then I ate 10 pancakes and you only ate five. Like, I don't really care. You're not going to go chick. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's, you know, BS to me. That's not. But if the meat of your story is, if the end of the story you say you punch him in the face and what really happened is you ran away crying, then that's a lie. And running away crying is more human to us and is more relatable. And I'd rather hear the truth. Yeah. Can you tell us a story? Have you, have you got a little, have you got a mini story? Uh, I can tell you something that happened to me recently when I told a story on stage. I was in New York and I was headlining this show and the show after mine was a show of a bunch of drag queens. So they were, they were coming in, uh, so they were coming in to set up their show. And so they were there kind of watching the end of my show. And I tell this great story and I walk off stage and I feel great. I'm on top of the world. And this drag queen comes up to me afterwards and she goes, you are so funny. And I said, thank you. And she said, and you have a great body, great shape. I wish I could gain weight. <laughs> thought, wow, thank you. Nice. Yeah, so I mean, that's what you get when you put yourself out there. And then she took a picture with me and I... <laughs> 
and you know acted like she just paid me the greatest compliment so I mean that's sort of a day in the life of me things like that happen all the time I also told a wonderful story on stage the other night in in solo spot at Blue Room and I felt like I really killed it and I was like yeah you know that when you have a great performance and I you walk off and you feel on top of the world and as I exit the stage I smashed into the wall and so all anyone said to me after nobody remembered my story and all anyone remembered was like oh my god are you all right are you all right no the story went out the window and the the smash was what but you would have entertained them and that, <laughs> yes. that's the main thing yes so it, it was is. a successful performance yes yes great definitely. talking to you yeah, thank you so and much. you're in Perth until Saturday but to yes. the uh, performances at the Blue Room go on every Thursday for the next month so yeah and there's tonight sold out but the next three performances are not so uh, there's still a few tickets left for those so I would go to blueroom.com.au I believe fantastic yeah. lovely to talk thank to you. you thank you so much you're listening to Afternoons with Gillian O'Shaughnessy.